This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris Here we are. We made it back. Welcome. It's Monday. It's a new week. Big stories to talk about today a lot. The border situation, the election situation, the economic outlook. I don't know. What do you say? Everything's great, really. Everything's great. Uh, I was out walking in the rain this morning. I've been walking every day, really ramping up my walking here over the past week. And, uh, I'm going to probably stick with that for a little bit is the plan here right now. It's just that one of those basic fundamentals of health, I think, is walking a certain amount every day. A half hour. You can't commit a half hour to getting out, getting a walk. I can't do it all the time either, quite honestly. But I have a break right now. If I can get outside and get some walking, and I'm going to do it. (laughs) I do that first thing in the morning, and uh, I think it's as much mental, spiritual as it is physical. I don't know, but it was nice, even though it was raining. It was like raining in 40. Like These are like the worst weather for Philadelphia area, Pennsylvania. It's this winter rain. It's like 35 degrees and raining. It just the dampness leaches into your bones, but I don't let it bother me. I really don't. you got to shake it off. Put on a heavier hat. Everybody laughs. I've got one of these big you know, Russian bear hat things, whatever they're called. I don't know. Big ear flaps on. I put that thing on. <laughs> if I'm a little chilly, I put it on. Why would I not? It's like, you know, an, a fur that I can apply. Whatever. I'm just telling you, I have the gear to be outside. If I want to be outside, I'm outside. It doesn't really bother me. The only time it bothers me is if I'm not geared up properly. I was getting ready for the radio show. Let me tell you a little bit about this. I, uh, I'd like to ask you, please, I'd like to invite you, I should say, to visit projectchaos.com. you learn about my new book and the radio show there. And I want you to sign up for my email list. I said it wrong, too. I got to fix that. It's not projectchaos.com. It's .org. No wonder nobody's going. Projectchaos.org. Oh, boy. Soon, the uh, SEO should be dialed in. And soon... You know, you'll be able to just do a little search for Project Chaos, and these little details won't matter much. A little temporary website up right now, uh, but you'll get the first glimpse of it. Been about another week away, we're going to have another rollout coming of the website, the book, uh, final um, formatting. The edits are done. The for- they're working on the formatting right now, finalizing the cover, and it's getting close, close, close. But anyway, you can read more about it. You can learn more about it, Project Chaos. Dot org, and uh, please sign up for my email list. I want to. I have a target I'd like to hit for the Project Chaos email list before the book comes out, and I don't really want to reveal the numbers because things get a little different in those situations. I find. Um, I think I want to just keep that on the down low for right now. But let me just say this, to be completely honest. We are nowhere near that what I felt was a reasonable goal. What the heck is going on? Well, people don't want to sign up for email lists. That's one thing. I get it. But it's really the only way that I have to communicate with you. 
And I don't spam, if you know me. As a matter of fact, the emails are getting better and better. I know this because the people are opening them. It's really amazing to me on my end, like the controls that are in place that prevent emails from going out because they're so, you know, preventing the spam. But yet if you saw my personal email box, it looks like a spam central over there. Try sending a simple email. I don't know. Anyway, I'd like you to sign up for my email list. Not if you don't want to hear about it. Go check it out, projectchaos.org and sign up. But the reason I want this momentum is this is where I'm going to announce the release of the book when it becomes available for pre-order. And I need your help. I don't ask for a lot on this podcast, but I need some of those books pre-ordered so that we can rank this doggone thing. I need it to, to show up in the search engines and whatnot. And I need your help to do that. I need you to get a couple other people. Hey, I want you to buy my, would you help me out? Buy my buddy's book, please. You know, for love of God, a little bit of help over here. <laughs> in the meantime, we're not even to that stage yet. I haven't even had to start doing the fist pumping about any of this. Uh, I just need you to get on the email list so I can let you know when it's ready to go. But I really want a big launch for this book. All right? Spread it around. Projectchaos.org. Go, like, write it on your dirty window in the back of your car. Somebody driving a truck, a tractor trailer, go right in the dirt in the back, projectchaos.org. And you know how many people would see that? Come on, we got to get creative here. I'm not messing around with this. I got big plans. Let me tell you this. I know I've been talking about this too long. I told myself, don't overtake the podcast with the radio show. But nobody's really complained either, so I guess I'll keep going. We've done two radio shows. Now, I've been doing this podcast for over six years now. We're over 1,600, 1,600 podcasts, millions and millions of downloads. It's amazing, really. Um, You know, just every day, just continuing to work at it, which is the same approach I'm going to take with Project Chaos. The difference is that we're going on the radio. Now, I've been doing the podcast so long that I could, if you know me, I could sit here and talk for a half hour without, I could write one thing down and it would keep me on target for, well, I don't want to say on target, but it would keep me talking for a half hour. Not really a problem as long as I'm familiar with the subject matter. The radio, the radio is a little bit different. And that is that you have time constraints. And I've added a constraint that I don't do this like the regular radio hacks. You know how you, first of all, you're listening to this, you get a call, uh, hello, are you there? Oh, if I ever do that, if I ever do that, I want you to kick me right in the groin. Not really, don't do that. But honestly, it's horrible. But then the other one that they do is, oh, we got to take a break. I don't know, taking a break necessarily is bad. But, you know, they say, oh, we got to take care of some business or we got to pay the bills. And um, I don't think that's a good layout. Anyway, here's the main thing I wanted to tell you about all this. Not that you care about this commercial nonsense. You have to build breaks into the show for it to be syndicated. What does that mean? You take an hour of radio, you're basically getting 40 minutes of me talking in that hour. That's really what it amounts to. They shave a couple minutes right off the gate. That's the house vig. That's where they make their money. Um, you know, they sell their own ads through the station. Well, now if I want to syndicate, well, there's got to be ad spots for them too. So you got to build that in. As well as I'm finding for broadcasting live like that, that you, you really need to take breaks. And... Um, so this is the first week. We did the first week. I talked for an hour straight. Didn't stop. That is amazing in its own right. Let me tell you. The second week, it came back with a guest. We took no breaks. 
we had a guest, so we were kind of giving each other breaks in there. But the point being, uh, none of that fits a mold for radio and selling ads, which is what has to happen on there. Anyway, this will be the first week that I have it broken down. We've got three ad segments in there that I recorded. It's pretty cool, actually. Anyway, it really changes the whole dynamic of the show, this dealing with the timing issue and everything. Basically, what I'm learning is when you go to do the radio, you need to bring a little extra material. A little extra because you don't want to run short. You know what I'm saying? You get to the end, you're like, I got five minutes left and I just finished my outline. Now what do I do? (laughs) Can we play a little music? (laughs) I would imagine they would do it. Anyway, projectchaos.org. You can check out the radio show for yourself. You learn about the book. It's a great book. I don't really talk it up enough. You want something real, raw, authentic, and inspirational? It'll do it for you. It really will. Let me tell you these stories that I want to talk about and what I'm planning to do here. Uh, Tomorrow, as you're listening to this, I'll be going on the radio. It's Sunday here today. I'm recording the day ahead. It's Sunday at uh, about 1 o'clock. We're about 12 hours ahead of when this podcast will actually be released for delivery, if you will. Uh, But by the time you're listening, I'll be getting ready for the radio show, and then tomorrow afternoon I'll be down there at the studio doing that, which I'm very, very excited about, of course. Um, And I'm sure that I'm going to want to tell you about how it went. We'll just have to see. That's going to take up a little bit of time. So the point being, I don't know if I'm going to get to all these stories today. Probably not. I think I'm going to just use these notes again tomorrow to finish the discussion. We'll see how we make out. Back to that timing issue. But... Let me tell you the things I want to talk about a little bit, because this is all very fascinating when you step back and put it together. All right. Uh, CNBC article, uh, now hiring what they're calling new-collar workers where no college degree is necessary. Very interesting. At the same time, the Navy apparently, I thought I heard the Army as well, removed a diploma requirement. Don't need a high school uh, diploma to enroll in the Navy anymore. Great. What could go wrong? Uh, this border situation has gotten, you know, plainly to the brink of civil war. The Texas governor not complying with federal orders. I don't know what the, the Supreme Court ruled in. And Texas says, eh, too bad. Wow. Biden comes out and warns out. He's going he's gonna to get all freaky mad now, right? I'm, I'm the president, not you. <laughs> I'll take you out back. Wouldn't that be funny? Meanwhile, a bunch of uh, Republican governors have said that they're going to stand with Texas. I want to go into this whole border thing. You know, I've said that I kind of doubted that it was some kind of an invasion as I look at the more evidence coming in. And like I said, I wasn't trying to be argumentative that this isn't a problem of a cataclysmic scale. It is in every way imaginable. I just said that I didn't see any indication that there was some kind of planned invasion I'm changing my mind on that changing my mind anyway you got the border issue that's the big story there I know you've been hearing about it I'm going to give you my own take on it then there's this story and I don't know that this really directly matters in the course of our lives at all but it speaks a lot about what's going on in the country the first headline is this a report listen to the wording of this White House Clinic improperly distributed 
controlled substances. In other words, they were doling out drugs. Of course, they're not going to tell us what kind. This is the clinic at the White House. Improperly distributed controlled substance. What do they have Biden on? Then that brings up another story. Speaking of cocaine in the White House, where is Hunter? Whatever happened to testifying? They just Congress is just like, eh, he didn't show up. It's nuts. Uh, what does my buddy Kevin say? Moral crisis. You don't say. A couple other stories I wanted to mention to you. These aren't as big of a deal. Did you see the story with John Fetterman, the Pennsylvania senator? What a clown show and a half. Now they're like talking. I literally saw somebody saying they want to try and get him to um, change to be a Republican. This is the kind of cannon, cannon, cannon fodder nonsense that I can't stand comes out of the conservative mouths. Oh, let's have Fetterman become a Republican. Let's have Fetterman get the hell out of Congress. Ironically, people are saying that they think he's better at this point than Dr. Oz. (laughs) I don't know what to say. I was no big Oz fan at all. I think we should have had Kathy Barnett. Would that have worked out better? Who knows at this point. What a clown show with this Fetterman guy. Anyway, did you hear what he did? These protesters show up, these pro-Hamas protesters. And they're doing their chant, Fetterman, Fetterman, you can't hide. You're guilty of genocide. And um, this is hilarious. You know, the media has been portraying these Gaza protests, these pro-Gaza protesters as, you know, spawns of Satan ready to launch a terrorist jihad. It's a bunch of young girls. And he knew that. He gets up and he's waving the Israeli flag. <clears throat> now, this that story in itself is monumental, monumental. What is Fetterman really doing in that situation? Solidifying the Jewish vote for Biden. That's all he's doing there. If you listen to what's going on, Fetterman's role is one and one only. Make sure Uncle Joe gets reelected. Uh, this was a final forecast. Was, I probably shouldn't know this guy's name. He's uh, legendary. Uh, Richard Bouvet is a financial analyst. I'll get more into this later if we have time. But um, he's predicting a fall of the U.S. economy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many times have we heard this? And it's not happening. I myself have said, I think this fiat currency is going to break. What have I said to you that my prognosis is over and over and over again? I said I personally do not see a, like a big drop, you know, cataclysmic drop off in our economy. It's too big. There's too much going on. And things are still flowing. I mean, it's one thing that the fiat money has guaranteed is that there's still plenty of flow. And you could argue that, by the way. But I just don't, I, I said what I was like 70s, kind of. I mean, by some metrics, the economy right now is good. Do you realize that? By many metrics. Of course, they're lying about half of them. That's another story. Anyway, he's saying that this is about to go off a, a nosedive. It's, here's, the, here's where the, the, the brace for impact comes into place. When and if they have to stop the rate of borrowing. 
We've taken on new debt every year since Clinton. Now, I know if you're my age, you're going, oh, that doesn't seem that long. It's been quite a while, my friends. And that was just like one year when there was a, a little bit of a surplus. My whole life, the country's been going deeper and deeper and deeper into debt. There's never been a historical case of this working out. Mathematically, how can it possibly work out? The population has to continue to rise for it to continue to work. Why do you think they're letting all these people in, let alone the election? Here's another little story. Biden's going to meet with, um, I guess it's Germany's uh, chancellor, is that what you would say? I don't have the story here. I'll bring it up. But um, they're going to meet at the White House, Biden and some diplomat from Germany. Schultz, I don't, is he the new president? I don't know. I don't keep track of their politics. They want to discuss funding for Ukraine. Yeah, they're going to discuss funding for Ukraine. I think these guys are going to discuss their plans for World War III. They really are. Um, it's really very fascinating what's happening on the world front. Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, whatever you say, he's done. He came out with this idea. Listen to what he said. He said, here's an idea to, to bridge the divide on abortion. He said, codify sexual responsibility for men into law. If a woman carries a child to term, she can automatically make the man fully responsible for herself and for the child if confirmed by paternity test. Is he nuts? First of all, politically speaking, um, I forget the guy's name off the top of my head. He was a Marine veteran. He ran for, as an independent or a libertarian, I guess, libertarian for governor in New York. He's run a couple of times. He's a very interesting guy. He kind of had his uh, claim to fame on social media. He was doing these videos. And uh, I forget his name. He did a lot. He got quite a bit of traction. And... Um, he could never win the election, of course, the way the political system is set up up there. But he used to talk about a lot about fixing the uh, the, uh, the family court issues, which, you know, just various levels of horrible in any given state, right? For example, you know, if, you get, if you get divorced in New Jersey and you're a guy— Good luck. I mean, you may as well chart your. Vivek is over here trying to like increase the the liability on this. Like, dude, I, you know, how much more of a burden can a guy take? You hear these stories, and, and it happens to women too. You know, it's not a fair thing. It's divorce. It's ugly. Yada yada yada. Everybody's lying, cheating, stealing. <clears throat> I don't want to get into it. What's the point? I get the point. Larry Sharp, that was the guy from New York. He had some brilliant ideas, a lot better than Vivek's. And you know what? Nobody cares. I've said this about the divorce court. Everybody says, should it be fixed? Oh, yeah. But you know what? When you're in it, you don't care about fixing it. All you want to do is get out. You're like, what do I got to do to make this go away? What do I got to do to make this over? You'll sign anything. You'll do whatever. Sign, whatever take every penny. Just get me out of here. <laughs> it's unbelievable, really. He wants, to, he wants to make it more expensive. No wonder nobody's having children. Everybody's afraid to have sex. Pretty soon, they'll be like, uh, you have sex with a woman, we're going to take a leg. Just saw it right off. Jesus. I mean, think about the liability that you have as a young man having intercourse with a woman these days. You could be, you know, if you go to a party 
and you're drinking, you're 20 years old, and you have relations, you you could really open yourself up to huge problems. You go home, her dad gets upset. She says she was raped. You say, no, it wasn't. It was consensual. Well, how much did she have to drink? Did you ask her? All of a sudden, Jesus. No wonder everybody's afraid to go out and socialize. Unbelievable, really. Yeah, thanks, Vivek. Great idea. Anyway, Larry Sharp talked about this stuff. Nobody cared because everyone wants to just get out. This is a non-starter. Thank God, in this case, Larry Sharp had some good ideas. This numbskull. You just keep quiet. Um, apparently, there's a movement in the Democrat Party to try and get Biden to shut down a uh, a uh, ammunition manufacturer. It is so plain to me that there is a movement within the... Uh, the liberal or the Democrat party that really just wants to destroy the country. Yeah, let's leave the border wide open and stop making ammo while we're at it. Matter of fact, why don't we just, when people come across the border, we give them a gun and some ammunition and masks and other tools of the trade. Here, you're probably going to gravitate into this anyway. There's one more big story I want to lay on, lay on you here before we go back and actually get into some of this. And I got to check this out. It just popped up, but it, it seems to be. Well, what is, let me open it up here. Michelle Obama. FEC filing by the committee to draft Michelle Obama, dated January 26th, 2024. I don't know if this is real. I don't know what this means. Committee to draft. I don't know. Very interesting. Could you imagine if Michelle Obama... What would you think of that in this election? Let me plant that seed. This has been talked about. Roger Stone, Alex Jones. You know, everybody labels him a nut job, but very often they're right. Ho, 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 ho. I think it would be a huge mistake. I do not think the country has any desire. I think the Democrats would be better off politically sticking with Uncle Joe. I really do. Um, Michelle Obama, she she's not going to be able to take feedback. You're not going to be able to tell her. And, you know, you're going to have a huge movement. You're going to have that daytime, that Phil Donahue market segment, I call it. You know who I'm talking about? Those people that they sit there, they sit up perfectly straight, and they're very polite to your face, but they never do a damn bit of good in their filthy little lives. All they've ever done is lie and sneak and no principle, not a bone of principle in their pathetic little bodies. The Phil Donahue crowd, the uh, who's the other nut job he was in Congress. It's funny how these, these daytime talk show guys, they like honor them like they're demigods, but somehow Alex Jones. Who was the other one I used to always talk about? The, um, uh, what's the uh, crazy one? I'm drawing a, drawing a blank. Um, you know, you have the, you know, you had... Uh, slept with my sister and it's not your baby Jerry Springer Jerry Springer Nation there you go the Jerry Springer crowd if if Michelle Obama becomes a candidate for president you're going to have the Jerry Springer crowd rallying hard they'll be doing the uh, who was it man all these names are coming back Mon- not Montel Williams Arsenio Hall, you ooh, 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 ooh. Remember that? That's it'll be like the ooh, ooh, Michelle, ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> Maybe I could be her campaign manager. What do you think? I don't know if he'd like me. I mean, if she'd like me or not. 
<laughs> Probably not. I'm guessing. Uh, but anyway, I don't. I don't think that the country is going to going to put up with the lectures, and it's not who we are, and we need to be kinder, and you meanies need to just stop, and people need to grow up and toughen up and get a better bank bond, stop your wine. Nobody's going to want to hear that right now. I don't know. I'm not, a, I'm not a political consultant, and I'm surprised as heck by some of the nonsense I see. What do you think about Chucky Obama <laughs> jumping in the race? I wonder if, uh, wonder if uh, Barack would wear a dress as the uh, first lady of the White House. I don't think uh, I don't think it's a good idea. I think uh, Michelle Obama getting into the race is at best a fundraising ploy and basically acknowledging that Trump's going to be president. But I could be wrong. It's going to be a show. To, I'm not even really paying too much attention. Even the Trump trials. I mean, none of it even matters to me. Not one bit. And I don't think it really matters to anybody else either. It's just a big waste of time and money. Let me go back to this top story here a second, and we'll work our way down. I'm going to come back to all this tomorrow because I know I just ran through this quickly, and I want to get into some more, uh, hopefully, intelligent detail on it. This issue of the degrees, the Navy removing diploma requirements, no more high school diploma required. Uh, You have many businesses, CNBC reporting that college degrees aren't required. Now, I don't have a college degree, by the way. Uh, I have some college, but I don't have a degree. Uh, I have a certificate from Penn State, but it's just a couple of courses. That's no degree. Um, and it's never really been important to me in the things that I've done in my life, which is a lot. A lot. Businesses I've owned, been involved with, many different kinds and different types of projects. And you know, I just felt that if I could read a book and get the information that I could figure it out on my own. My father would figure it out. My father used to say that. He used to hate it. But you know what? It was huge that he said it. Figure it out. Yeah, figure it out. Can't you help me? No, go figure. you got to figure it out. I was thinking of this with the radio show. Somebody said, we need sponsors, right? And I have a, you know, a game plan to do that. Area that I also have some experience in business to business and and raising money. This is kind of a this would be more business to business. It's not a nonprofit, so it's not like that. But it's not like you're selling a direct product or service either. So it's a little bit different. Selling advertising really. And uh, as I'm trying to educate, you know, and, and learn about that, it's uh, part of the process of what what we need to be necessary. And like anything, it's hard to get started. I told myself the other day, I was feeling a little discouraged, I'll say, as a way to describe it, but not really. I need to keep myself motivated. I think, how are we going to do this exactly? And there's so much momentum. I don't even know why I let this stuff into my mind. But I thought to myself, this is like owning a, a piece of real estate and your biggest tenant moves out. And you're sitting there looking at an empty building. And what do you do? <laughs> you get to work finding a new tenant as quickly as you can. That's the only option that there is. I got this new opportunity thrown at me, and it's like a big empty building. I got to go find tenants. And that's what I said. Self, there's no time to be whining. Go find some new tenants. Anyway, what do you think about this idea of, of non-degrees for military, no high school degree required, 
no college degree for jobs that previously required it. It's a big shift, really. Do we have people that are able to figure it out without those you know, degree requirements having been met? I will say this. As much as I'm not a big advocate for college, I'm just not. Uh, really not. I don't think it's a bad idea necessarily, but I just I see very few people go off to university for four years and really come back much of any different, really, and not in a positive way. Not always the case. I mean, plenty of people going to build you know, great careers, study hard, and lay the groundwork for themselves academically. I get it. I do. Especially in certain fields, it's important. But I will say this. I'm just shedding that to give you my own perspective to say this. I feel quite a bit differently on the high school side. I'm very thankful that I have that high school diploma and the education that I received from a pretty darn good school district. Somebody that can't accomplish those minimum requirements, I have to really question, you know, what kind of an employee, what kind of a sailor are you really getting in a situation like that? And how many people are we really talking about? It's really fascinating. Uh, you have to ask yourself in this, has our whole education system at this point just literally crumbled in front of our eyes? And I think in a lot of ways, the answer to that, the only way you can answer it is with a firm yes. I don't know. I don't know. I got a radio show to get ready uh, get ready for. We'll talk more about this uh, border situation tomorrow, the, uh, the dispensary at the White House. Apparently, I guess we now know where the cocaine came from. They're just doling it out to whoever wants it. Fetterman waving the flag, crazy stuff. Are we headed for World War III? Um, I don't know. It's like a slow walking. I hate that term, but it seems to be what it is. Don't forget to visit projectchaos.org. You can check out my new book, Victory Over Chaos. It's a must read for this year. Projectchaos.org. Go check it out. Sign up for my email list. I'll notify you when the book is released. God willing, I'll be back tomorrow. I hope to see you there. Make it a great day.